Oh, yeah, I feel like today knows me, Alan Smith, will be published to resume today's paper on uh, Tuesday, January 9th. So, uh, front page paper today is just a big picture of Surety Mill and a uh, big headline job losses bombshell as a uh, tycoon's building company gains bust. So, this is a uh, 217 workers are axed as Stuart Mill Group first into administration and um, the founder and owner is devastated, it says, after a bunk. Paul's plug on funding. So, the uh, stories inside the paper, page two and three, but uh, uh, it's uh, the gist of it. Hundreds of other subcontractor jobs are now at risk. Um, and the Stuart Mill Group's bank rejected two offers for the business and then pulled the plug on funding. Um, one of these offers is believed to have come for the firm's 73-year-old owner and founder, Stuart Milne. He told the P&J he was devastated by this totally unexpected outcome of the sale process. Um, he said he's struggling to accept it, given the profound impact we'll have on employees, subcontractors, suppliers and customers. So that's a hell thing. It's like it's all the folk could say run about the, the, um, the firm can't say just the lads that work here, which is bad enough for them losing their jobs with... You know, the subcontractors focus supply them. If they're going to put a pooch to, you know, to the tuna, a good pickle thousands of pounds, that's going to have a big uh, detrimental effect on it. Uh, well, I want to be this business with him, so I don't know if it'll come out, but a big, big shock, that's for sure. So, and, you know, to be fair, my old man showed my first Stuart Milk comfy for he was born, who he was born in, and uh, it's just a wee. Button Ben and two couple side offers and say he's built some empire for there, but it's a blooming shame if it's all come to come to this now. Now here's a cabinet minister needed for space. MPs have been told so a senior minister directly responsible for the space launch industry is needed to help firms in the sector. MPs have been dealt. Westminster Scottish Affairs Committee yesterday heard for companies involved in space sports being built in Scotland. Scott Hammond, Deputy Chief of Saxa World Spaceport, said they were aiming for their first rocket launch this summer. Uh, the spaceport on the Shetland island of Unst, uh, the northernmost point of the UK, um, was recently granted its licence by the Civil Aviation Authority. Uh, well, UK Science Minister Andrew Griffith has the space sector within his portfolio, Mr Hammond said the cabinet-level role is needed. Um, Mr Hammond told the panel he saw no need for dissipation of resources in having more than one spaceport in Scotland. Um, so there you go, then it'll be a, a fine cushy job for somebody. But, um, you know, I think Mr MPs there will be plenty of space between their logs, I would say. Now, here's a, a review of official spending. So, this is a review of spending by Scottish civil servants totaling more than £14 million has resulted in a number of recommendations being made to thicken up rules around their use of electronic purchase cards. The review was uh, ordered after details emerged last year involving 58,000 payments made by government officials between September 29 and August 22 amounted to £14.2 million. Senior government staff are issued with a credit-style cards to buy goods and services with a value of up to £5,000 per transaction. 
a breakdown of uh, this uh, spending obtained by Scottish Labour last year included VIP air travel for former First Minister Nicola Sturgeon and her staff costing, well, just a gutter £10,000. Uh, purchases by senior staff also included yoga classes and nail polish. God almighty. The government said an audit team reviewed 194 transactions that had been the focus of previous reporting and found all but one were appropriate. Well, just... <laughs> Whitewash springs to mind. Um, a single inappropriate transaction was not made by the cardholder and was identified via banking system controls as fraudulent. So, well, I think uh, we need to get our auditors in and um, hear that look because I would say yoga classes and nail polish wouldn't be essential things, would they? Well, maybe that. Now, here is a bid to claw back some of the £1.5 million lost to city embezzlers. So, uh, prosecutors have gone to court to force a crooked Aberdeen granny to return some of the £1.5 million that she embezzled for her employer. Uh, Crown lawyers went to recover some of the money that Colleen Muirhead uh, pocketed when she worked a scrap metal mitt between um, June 2015 and October 2021. The High Court in Edinburgh heard how she indulged in expensive holidays in both cars and caravans after pension money over six years for Panda Rosa Metals. Uh, she was given a 40-month sentence by Judge Lord Fairley, <laughs> Fairley actually, Fairley, mm -hmm. last year after admitting embezzling £1,524,192.37 for the Northeast business. So, <laughs> um. Oh my God, it was just they brought the left from a, um, from the, you know our uh, colleagues uh, thought so he was near right. Um, she says uh, during the course of the years following the accused beginning employment with Panderosa, another employee who was responsible for instructing payment of the accused wages became aware that she went on expensive holidays where family paid for a fault table at a charity event, they purchased alcohol for those attending the event and bought new motor vehicles. Um, the accused also told her that she'd paid for her son's wedding and had purchased static caravans and had set up ices for her grandchildren. Um, and her embezzlement came to light after a senior partner in the firm reviewed records and concluded something was in the right. Uh, she began looking for information for G. Anderson, who appeared to be a significant customer, but turned out to be an invention of um, Muirhead. The Bobbies were contacted and then uh, searched her house, so they found a hell of a um, things. £3,300 of gift vouchers and uh, documentation for the purchase of two stack caravans to the value of nearly £80,000. So, well... Lord knows how, how much they'll manage to get back there, but it's going to be one and a half million. But I would, you know, just think how much is a scrap metal as my kind of they didn't even miss a million and a half pound. A fair wedge, I would say. Now, here's a, a bit of a say post office carry on. So, if um, if, if you're able to watch that uh, ITV documentary, um, Mr. Bates versus the Post Office, I would recommend it because we, we watched it over the weekend. It was 
first class and um, obviously uh, this is hitting the, the shit is hitting the fan and all that stuff now um, but uh, they've just got a timeline of events here because they're trying to sort out you can get the folk who was prosecuted get them all um, uh, revoked kind of thing and, and get compensation and things to them but anyway because um, more than 700 post office managers were getting criminal convictions if they're faulty Fujitsu accounting software uh, made it appear as so money was missing from their shops. So in, in 1999, the Horizon IT system starts to be rolled out in post office branches across the UK. Um, in 2000, Alan Bates, that's the money for uh, get a whole thing going, he reports issues with the Horizon IT system. Um, in 2003, Alan Bates has his contract terminated after refusing to accept liability for the shortfalls in his accounts at the London no, in Wales. 2004, Lee Castleton for Bridlington, uh, Yorkshire, was found uh, to have a £25,000 shortfall. He was made bankrupt after he lost his legal battle with the post office and they made him pay the cost for them, which was about £300,000 or something. In uh, 2009, the Computer Weekly magazine breaks the story of seven sub-postmasters beginning their fight for justice. Um, and the Justice for Sub-Postmasters Alliance was established. In um, 2010, pregnant sub-postmaster Seema Misra for ran the post office in uh, West Bayfleet in Surrey is jailed after being accused of pension £74,000. In uh, 2015, post office boss Paula Vanells tells the Business Select Committee that there is no evidence of miscarriages of justice, um, but the post office halts prosecutions of sub-postmasters. In 2017, legal action is launched against the post office by a group of 555 sub-postmasters. 2019, um, a High Court judge rules that Horizon contained a helica bugs, errors and defects, and that there was a material risk um, that the shortfalls in post office branch accounts was caused by this. Um, the post office agreed to pay out £58 million to the 555 folk, um, but in the same year, Post Office boss Paula Vanells is awarded, uh, appointed a CBE, but she's handed her back now with other carry on. In 2020, the Post Office does not oppose 44 appeals against convictions. In 2021, a statutory inquiry looking into the failings of Horizon System um, and the wrongful convictions begins. A Court of Appeal quashes 39 wrongful Crown Court convictions. In 2023, the government announces that every wrongly convicted sub postmark Sub-postmaster will be offered £600,000 in compensation. Um, in 2024, the ITV drama uh, Mr Bates v. the Post Office airs for the first time. Um, and then now the, the Metropolitan Bobbies say they're looking at potential fraud offences arising out of these prosecutions. For example, monies recovered um, from sub-postmasters as a result of prosecutions. Um, it was just absolutely... Unreal. Um, again, it's a shame because that's just dragged off for 20 odd years now, and um, again, a lot of focus was affected of deed now, or um, you know, I think they get the benefit of um compensation, but uh, terrible, terrible thing. So, the quicker they get him, again, all their sentences uh, revoked and, and getting paid their compensation, the better because it's uh, a national scandal. No, no, just finish up with sport as normal. Uh, and just inside the back page is uh, Barry Robson saying quality is the focus in Dawn's search 
for signing. So uh, Everdeen boss Barry Robson insists he will only sign players in the January transfer window that can make a major impact. So, well, he's hoping he gets to sign a Poco and make a huge impact and get Everdeen off of the bottom half of the league up to nearer the top, far we belong, if, if near the very top. Um, you know, certainly... Uh, Third or fourth, it has to be their aim, surely. But um, we'll see how he gets on with that because he's spent a fair hell of a money already. So we'll see what the chairman has to say about him. Needed me up, um, but you know, hopefully he gets a rack lad. So come on, Everdeen. Now, no, that's me done for the day. So we published the results of today's prison journal on uh, Tuesday, 9th of January 2024. And um, another frosty start this morning. Uh, but it was a wee bit of. Milder as the day get on, and um, hopefully it's going to be so bad for the next couple of days. But I think there's a lot of weather about snow next week, so we'll just have to grin and bear it. Keep it long, John's looked out, I think. Um, but anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast now. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure and tell a pal about it. And uh, you know, we can manage a pickle mare folk on board the Doric Express. If they can follow us on Spotify, that's the best way to do it, and uh, they'll never miss an episode. And they'll hear the aliens at their fingertips. In the meantime, thanks very much. Cheers now. Toodaloo.